Kenny Chester Podcast. Welcome to the Kenny Chester Podcast. I am your host, Kenny Chester, and I'm so glad today to be sitting across from one of the most legendary figures in our movement, the bishop himself, former world missions director, now specifically targeting Europe. And I've been at a conference with him this week, and I cannot be more happy to have him on today. We have Bishop M.L. Walls. Keep your ears tuned in and buckle up. Let's get to work. I don't know. It seems to me that he shouldn't be saying that. Well, what is it that you want him to say? Shut him down. Ladies and gentlemen, we are so blessed today. You have no idea um, the wisdom that you're about to hear, but I'm thankful that you're tuning in today. We are looking um, across the table at a dear, precious man of God in my life. Brother M.L. Walls, if you are unfamiliar, based for many years out of Medora, Indiana, pastored a great church there, raised an apostolic family, and it's now continued the ministry in Medora, and he's done so many things, and we could spend today talking about any one of his exploits. He was a missions man, but today's sole focus, we're going to be uh, looking at his written works. The man just produces so much biblical commentary and, uh, and, 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 and other uh, volumes as well. And so just to get off started today, Brother Walls, it's so great to have you. Thank you for being on the podcast. It's an honor, Brother Chester. Appreciate the opportunity and the invitation. And we're, we're blessed to be with you. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, it, it just it's the miracle trip. This is the first podcast, depending if I upload it in uh, chronological order. It's the first podcast I'm recording over here. And many of you that are listening gave toward this trip. Y'all sponsored this trip. And this is a European conference uh, based in Krakow, Poland. Uh, Bishop Walls has been in Europe for over a month now, or going on a month now. Going on a month. You've been in Russia. You've been in Germany. Is that right? Bulgaria. Bulgaria, and now in Poland. Yes, sir. And so we, we met up here in Poland. Poland at a conference for Brother Tony Adams, and uh, we were blessed by some of Brother Walls' teaching um, about the Apostolic Church uh, just yesterday morning. So how are you feeling today, Brother Walls? Ooh, I'm feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, I'm, we're, we're glad to have you on. Now, we, we'll probably talk about missions a little bit, but I just would like... Just a little bit? Just a little bit. Oh. We've, we've got such a small amount of time. It's <laughs> okay. precious today. And so I wanted, I wanted to ask you, because I think our listeners would love this, um, You've confided in me, or you told me earlier about how many volumes you've written. Can you tell the audience how many volumes, how many commentaries do you have, and, and then including other works, just books that you've published as well? Uh, I'm not for sure. I think it's 42 or 43 books, okay. commentaries that I have published. That's incredible. Now, I, I, don't, I think I might have mentioned this to you. But a couple of years ago, I was tasked to train up some young ministers at our church. And uh, your, one of your books was the first one that I purchased and taught. Okay. I taught uh, the ministry development class at Jesus Name Community Church in Walnut. We taught Hero Israel, the Lord our God is Ooh. one Lord. Okay. And, uh, and I remember I told, I ordered, I think I got a digital copy of it. And I told our class to order it. It's a must read. You got to read it to be in the class. And one of our ministers ordered it through a local bookstore in Ripley, Mississippi. And it came in a couple, like a week before he was going to pick it up. And the, the, the bookstore owners read it and were blessed. Oh, is that right? It, they That's were, awesome. they, they, he told it and they gave him a chance to testify in the class. And he talked about how they were just, they couldn't put it down. They were just, great. Oh, we've never seen anything like this before. Well, great. So what gave you, let me ask you this. I've, 
infatuated with the, the, the Godhead, obviously, apostolic minister. Uh, I one day hope to write uh, concerning the topic. What led you to write that topic, and how did that, that specific publication go? It probably started, we, we uh, wrote a book some years ago, uh, part of the Assemblies, Board of Publication, Brother Kuntz. I don't know if you knew him or not. But uh, Brother Bob Kuntz? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Okay. He, he was involved. In fact, he was the one that titled the publication. I asked him, what are you going to call this? He said, I like the title, These Unchangeable Apostolic Truths. All right. So it actually started with that. And, of course, one of the studies in that would be the Godhead. Yes, sir. And so I wrote, I wrote every chapter in it except the first one. And then eventually I took it over and, and wrote all 13 chapters. Man, I, but, what's, now, I might have got the title wrong. Is it The Lord Our God is One? Is that the name of the book? Yeah, yes, sir. The Lord, and I remember um, in studying the book myself to teach the class, I remember one of the more, and there was so much rich, uh, it was content rich, but one of the, I think a really good case that you made was the, the numeric one, the cardinal one, mm-hmm. and that uh, that chapter really, I mean, it, I've, I've been preaching about the Godhead, believe the Godhead, but that chapter really opened my eyes on some of the, the nature of the, 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 the numbers. If to, yeah, to, to me it's so mm-hmm. obvious and specific, the numeral one. Yeah, he's referring to the numeral, not one in unity, but no, the number. Right. Yeah, the cardinal. Yeah, it was such a good book. I recommend all of my, my leaders, or my our leaders, yeah, if you're a leader and a reader, all my readers <laughs> out there, um, you need to grab that book. What is the best way for them? I, I think I got mine like from Amazon, like it was digital, like on Kindle, but do you have physical copies that are sold somewhere online? Uh, Amazon sells them. Okay. And so yeah. look for M.L. Walls. Is that yeah. correct? Muncia Walls. Muncia Walls. And yeah. you will be blessed. So let's talk about your commentaries a little bit. You You've, you said 42, 43. That includes the books and commentaries, or is that just the yeah, commentaries? Yeah, books and commentaries. Okay. So what on your commentaries, I was very curious because I love reading commentaries. I've, I've never talked with somebody personally that I knew that produced a work like you've produced or the amount of works. Mm-hmm. What is your process when it comes to writing the commentaries? I guess just get started and uh, wanting to cover the entire New Testament would be one objective okay. which I have done and then in some of my books that I've written were studies from my Sunday school class at uh, church mm-hmm. and uh, and there was a time when I asked the church what do you want to study now and they surprised me they said Isaiah oh wow and that's like a tome <laughs> That's right. That's huge. It's a huge volume. <laughs> but I did tackle it and I've written a book a commentary on, on Isaiah wow and it's a thick book, yeah. obviously, oh, yeah. 66 chapters long. Man, let me ask you this as far as uh, on, while we're on the subject of commentaries. Um, what, do you, what is your process when it comes to um, when you're reading? Do you source a lot of other authors? Or is oh, it, yes. Is it, do you, and do you, let me, let's see how to articulate this best. Do you have trouble seeing themes develop? Like, like where does that come from, like through the chapter one to chapter 66, like it seems to, it could be overwhelming. Like, how do you take, you know, one verse at a time. <laughs> I thought that you might say that. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's my commentary. That's my approach. One verse at a time. Okay. Okay. There would be a few uh, differences, you know, two or three verses that connect together, but did you have uh, times where you felt 
also Holy Ghost moving while you were... Whoa. Really? Yes. I, 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 I'm curious about that. You yeah, know, I want, you, when I'm reading commentaries, I want, my, I want my man to be spirit-led. Right, right. And so you would feel the Lord nudge you oh, on some things? And when you dig into it and you run up on some big old nuggets, it's... <laughs> It's got to affect you. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I like your approach too. Was and I've got I've said this before, and I think some, uh, and you know, people have kind of looked at me weird. I don't take requests preaching like if I'm going to preach, mm-hmm. I don't. It's not a democracy, you know. It's right, it's right. you know it's it's a monarchy. The king tells me, and I and I say what the king says. I'm his herald. But when it comes to teaching, I think it's I think it's a good policy to ask. You know, what are you guys wanting to know more about? Right. Yeah. And because you're teaching them, and and if they're not interested in what you want to teach, right? then you're I, not being beneficial. I used to much. do it in, in youth ministry, and I've done it now uh, as, I, as I've uh, went uh, to teach more adult classes. But I tell them, I say, you know what? I just, the teaching is so practical. I don't want to, like, there's not an itch over there. I don't want to be scratching. You know, I could be mm-hmm. so excited about it. And these people, yeah. they, it, you know, it doesn't, not that the word of God isn't powerful, but in that setting, it might not, you know, might not, not be what they need. Yeah. So I like that. I appreciate you said saying that. So let me ask you this: uh, when you when you're writing your commentaries, do you um, have you ever been where you got revelation while you were pro- producing the work that you went into it with one idea mm-hmm. and then yes. you had another idea? Yes. Can, do you have, off the top of your head? Is there any no, example? I'm, I'm trying to think while you're talking, but uh, oh yes. Okay. One uh, one thing particular that recently I wrote the commentary on Exodus. Well, for years, you know, we've preached. Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. And then we elaborated. He was up there twice. He went up there eight times. Eight times. And came down eight times. Wow. And I, I was not cognizant of that at all. Man, that's, that's it's something seeming like, like that right there, too. It seemed yeah. like it would jump out, like a number, like that, a discrepancy that big in our thinking. Right. Yeah. That's right. incredible. That's incredible. Let me ask you this. Um, do you have a favorite? Now, this is probably like asking a, a dad who's your favorite kid. Uh, is there a work that you've produced that you you could say, you know what, I'm most proud of that work? Or if, if someone was you know, listening to you on this podcast, never read anything, what would you tell them? Get this first. Uh, as far as my favorite or, or pick would probably be my first one plus the Godhead one. Okay. Years and years ago, <clears throat> we taught a camp meeting in Missouri. And I taught on Ephesians, or Philippians, rather, excuse me, where Paul said, I may know him. And I taught that for four days, I guess it was. And when I got back home, one of my brother's church members, Brother Jack, I said, Brother Walsh, why don't you teach that here? So I began to teach that. And I think, why don't I just elaborate on it? Right. So I made a book out of it, and that was my first book, uh, bound book. And it was just a commentary on Philippians? Well, it's the Philippians 3, that passage of Scripture. I think it's, what, 11 through 14 or 7 through something like that, where Paul, forgetting the past, leaving as dog food. Yeah, I counted as as waste, right. Yeah. And so I just just made an entire, I don't remember, I think it's 13 chapters, I believe, something like that. Wow. So that was my first book, and... I don't think I have it in my collection. I'm going to have to get oh, that and you add need, it. Yeah, you need that. Okay, I'll do it. I'll <laughs> no. do it. If you had it here, I'd buy it right now. I'll get well, it If you online. give me your address, I'll send it oh. to you. Well, that's incredible. Honestly, we might get, I might purchase one of your books and do it as a giveaway on the show one day, and maybe so we can bless somebody, one of our listeners out there with one of the commentaries. Okay. 
Let me ask you this. Okay, as a writer of commentaries, I'm sure you've read commentaries. Do you have maybe a favorite commentary that you like to reference uh, the most? Oh, shoot. I'm, I'm a, a lover of Parker, Hastings. Now, that's old-timers. Okay. I think I have a set of Hastings. It's black and silver, and it says something about great texts of the Bible. Yeah, Is that Hastings? Te- yeah. That, he was uh, a Scottish member of the Church of Scotland. Is that right? I don't, I, I don't know about that part, but uh, Parker is in that same category. Okay. Uh, that's the old-timers, of course. They, they've been gone for 100 years, but yeah. their works are still alive. They hold up. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Any and other? This one on uh, about these unchangeable apostolic truths. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, in fact, Pastor Gill just recently went through this series. That's what we had every service, even Sunday night. Really? Now, for those of you that don't know out there, uh, Pastor Gill is your son-in-law, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, great. Yeah. And he's pastoring the work there at Medora. Right. Awesome. Right. And so he went through these these works through some teaching. Yeah, it's it's such a foundational. You know, it begins with the Bible, mm-hmm. establishing the fact that the Bible is the Bible, it's the Word of God, and then it goes through repentance, baptism, Holy Spirit, tongues, gifts. I might have to contact Brother Gill because we do we do semester based curriculum at our uh, for our, our ten o'clock in our church, and we always keep a discipleship class running through that, and oh. we're always looking for new material. That sounds you is it is it something that we could maybe make run thirteen weeks on? Sure, uh, yeah, we, we yeah might, it's, it's thirteen him. lessons. Did he digitize it? Is it available in digital form? I'm I'm almost sure he did. Man, I'm almost sure he did. Okay, I'm sorry, Bishop. Go ahead. He, he they streamed the ever. Service, so okay. I'm sure they did. Man, that's awesome. Um, so, what about other commentaries? Is it what about the the older, like the more famous, like the the Matthew Henrys or the Adam Clarks? Or you, I I use Henry, but I'm not that not, enthused with Henry as I am with uh, like Clark. Now, you mentioned before that you liked how he treated the Godhead. Yes, sir. Um, so yeah. I'd like for you to speak a little bit about that. What is your take on Clark's uh, view of the Godhead, and what's jumped out at you about that? Okay, as I said. Uh, particularly what jumped out at me is Matthew 28 and 19 when uh, he commented on that particular verse and in his comment and I'm putting it in my words that he said how else where else can we see the God of uh, the Trinity except in this passage of scripture and then he said but I beg to differ <laughs> and he went on you know that this is not a Trinity wow uh, and, the, and he emphasized the oneness and in Colossians, where Paul said that Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God, Colossians 1.15. And uh, there are different places where he uh, emphasized. He was probably Trinitarian, mm-hmm. you know, because all them fellas back there, were that, right. was, that was their upbringing. That's what they were. But at least he was intellectually honest enough yes, to say, hey, I believe it, but this scripture don't tell me that. Yeah, I remember, I, I don't even know what man of God it was that was pointing and talking about the, the baptism of Jesus and how that's, you know, a perfect representation yeah. of these, yeah. these manifestations. And the guy pointed out the, 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 the hilarious truth is like, it's amazing that we, 2,000 years removed, we see the Trinity there when every monotheistic Jew that witnessed it, <laughs> none of them saw yeah. it. <laughs> right. And they literally saw it. Right. They're the ones that wrote about it and saw it with their own eyes, and none of them walked away and said, hey, we got this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So, but three, you know, two thousand years later, we read it and we get 
the revelation that the you yeah. know those strictly yeah. monotheistic Jews that built the church then none of them had that revelation. No, and, and quite frankly, a lot of these that teach the Trinity don't even believe it. Right. They they don't believe what they believe they believe. Right. And I had a Lutheran to call me on. I used to have a calling broadcast, and he called me and said, "Brother Walls, we don't believe in three persons." <laughs> and and they're so confused i want to say i think the language had become or the position had become so untenable that i remember in my lifetime they started changing the language from persons to persona yeah and they wanted is you know they want to kind of shift around and say well we're not talking about an actual person we're talking about you know this this uh word persona and it's you know and i and i'm like okay that's not what i was told my whole life that it meant and so i think that that, you know uh, some of them have seen the 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 position is just not really, and even modern writers now. I like to read a little bit of uh, Tim Keller, and uh, I follow him on Twitter. And he came out the other day, and there was some doctrine that was in dispute. And he was saying, "Listen, we've got to be honest with the world when we don't have scripture for it." He says, "There's some things that we can learn directly." He said, "Some things there are indirect things that we learn." Mm-hmm. And he and he said, as a Trinitarian, he's a uh, Reformed Presbyterian pastor in New York. He said, as a Trinitarian, he goes, "There's no direct mention of the Trinity in the Bible." He said, "We got to be honest." He goes, "But I believe it." You know, kind of like yeah. Adam Clark things, like you know, yeah. I still believe it. He goes, he goes, but right. you know, we just pick it up. We think it's in there. Well, at least he admits it. Huh? Right. Yeah, I thought that was, yeah. you know, like I said, intellectual honesty. I, I, I can I can read that, you know, and I can disagree with some of his stuff, but he's got some um, other good writings that I enjoy. Another thing they used to, especially in their debates and arguments, was the term co-equal, co-eternal, co-existent. Yeah. That's not used much anymore. Right, because right. Because they realize, whoops, yeah, that's the wrong alley to go down. Yeah, you can't, it's, uh, it's, it's a logical fallacy. Yeah. You know, uh, you can't be begotten and eternal. No. We have we have record and evidence in the Bible of a begotten son. Yes, but where's you know if you're begotten you have a beginning. Right, that's the whole you know it's like where do you, you know eternal you know, right. and so I think that's good. Oh, I, we've we've got just a uh, a few more minutes, and I, I apologize to our listeners out there. We are in a in a tight space today, and so we've got some children <laughs> playing behind us, and it's wonderful, and we love it. The church is growing in Poland, um, and so you'll probably hear some of that. And so uh, we thank you for for listening all the way. Uh, I have mentioned briefly. Um, Brother Walls's work um, in the missions field, and can maybe you just qualify that a little bit? Tell us when you got started. How how does a man, I think originally from Missouri, the Show right. Me State, um, end up in Indiana, and then end up as you have now, probably just about on every uh, continent and, and and you know country that has a church. You know how how did what was that journey like? I know that's a loaded question, but how, <laughs> let me ask: How did that journey start? Have you got a couple of hours? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. No, it started. It started in 1967. Brother Price, Brother Paul Price. I don't know if you ever knew him. I know the name. Fantastic brother. He's with the Lord now. Does he have he's, a son that's still preaching or a grandson? He's, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, that's a Dick problem. Price is in Arkansas pastoring a church. That's his son. Let me get this all straight. Yeah. But anyway, he invited me to go with him on a missions trip to uh, Columbia, South America, 1967, since Alejo. And that's, I went, and the next year we went back, took my wife with me. And so that's, it's just got in my blood, I guess you'd say. Wow, wow. And so from that, um, uh, in the assemblies, you were seen as, for 
for, you know, whether it was God elevating, I'm sure that was a lot to do with it. Um, but they seem, I remember when I came into the assemblies and, and, and before I left the assemblies, you were still the, 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 the confidence that the people had in you, you, how many, how many years were you world missions director for the assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ? 14, 14 years. Yes, and you sir. probably worked in it before, uh, before that. Uh, right. I was, yeah. Regional field supervisor for South America. Okay. And then even now. Yeah, brother. still not retired. You're still in Europe and been here a month and and checking and you're doing European uh, field supervisor. Is that correct? Right. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. And, and when I have a, a minister on that I that I greatly admire and I think of as as you know heroes and you guys are heroes. I like to get a little uh, uh, human side, a more informal side. Do you have a, a story that you might share? What is one of like something? You know, I'm sure you've seen it all on the missions field. Is there a story that you can tell that maybe uh, you are off some far-flung corner of the world and something happened and you <laughs> glad that the internet didn't exist back then or <laughs> oh. <laughs> and uh, you want to just let the cat out of the bag? Is there, do you have a great story for us? Well, I could probably tell you two or three. We were in, uh, just for an example that comes to my mind that was uniquely different, I was with Brother Jeremy Lang, of all people. Oh, yes. <laughs> my good friend. I w went with him to a Myanmar, which is Burma, and way back in the boonies, we had to rent a Jeep uh, and go across dry riverbeds and everything way back somewhere and preach. And on our way home, or way back to the hotel, rather, uh, we come through a little village or whatever, and we were shot at. Oh, <laughs> I, was, I was sitting. It's hot, and I was sitting. With we're talking them. live ammunition, not uh, slingshots, not <laughs> not, not pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in the front seat, driver's uh, passenger side, my hand up on the on the window. Right. Oh my. And uh, the bullet went into that rearview mirror, so it was that wow. close to my. My hand, I guess. But uh, the next night, we went back the next night, and the next night they escorted us through it, through that little. My it might have been an, an accident. Surely they weren't. If they were purposely doing it, they were a sure poor shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a story. But Man, that, that's was, incredible. that was an experience. But there's been um, several places, of course, where what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. That's funny. Okay, we'll get, we'll get you out on this one. And uh, we were talking before the show started, and I would love for you to share this. Uh, I think it would be a great uh, way to end. Um, you were sharing with me a story about a um, um, that you, you had a ministry for years where you would do a radio broadcast and right. you would take the gospel. It was an AM broadcast, so it was, it was literally a broadcast. It went over vast swaths of... International. Right, international broadcast. And so you would get letters and, and, and feedback from... Oh, different countries and 30 plus yeah so yeah. tell me the story uh about uh i think his name was jerry um it just hit the high points of how the the relationship started and and about the flight and then what happened after okay. the flight jerry was a, pa a trinitarian pastor in in Nigeria that listened to the broad the radio africa broadcast that covers a big area of africa uh and he contacted me and i responded and sent him some lessons and and anyway uh brother elkins and I, which was our secretary decided to go to nigeria because our missionaries there were retiring and we went just to see what they had and what we need to do afterwards 
And while we were there, we had a couple of days of seminars, and I invited Jerry up to be with us, in which he did, and went back home, of course, afterwards, and we were supposed to go on to Cameroon and found that we couldn't, so I had the missionary to give me his phone number, Jerry's. And so you had a flight to Cameroon, and you weren't able to get on weren't it. able you to get on, on the it. list. Yeah. Okay, so you for a little bit more time. Yeah, so we had... We had to back up and make some more arrangements. And uh, anyway, I called Jerry, which was two or three hours away where he lived. And uh, he answered the phone, of course, and I said, Brother Jerry, this is Brother Walls. I want to come baptize you in Jesus' name. Oh, man. He said, come on. <laughs> or something like that. Man, that's so, incredible. So we, Brother, El- Brother Castleman, Brother Elkins, myself, got a car, and we went down there and uh, baptized him and his wife and some of his church members in Jesus name and through his influence at least one time or even one time uh, through his influence he converted another Trinitarian pastor that was a bishop over more than one church and that's great brother Vernon Kelly went with me that time and uh, he did the baptizing. I, I told Brother Kelly, I said, you baptize, I'll take the video. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But it, there were 243 baptized because of Jerry's influence. And, and, and basically sprung out of that from a missed flight or a, a miscommunication. A missed flight, right? yep. And I think, man, it just resonated when you told me that because I think some of our listeners would, would do well to remember that even in the mistakes, yeah. quote unquote mistakes, yeah. we look at them as mistakes. Yeah, you know things that happen. You know what God can do with those things. Amen. Those those times where you know so our plans, you know, fail, and God says, you know what, I've got a man to be baptized, and he's got two hundred something. He's yeah. you just never know what God's no, going to no, do. No. He'll work it all together. Bishop <laughs> Walls, I've so enjoyed this time with you. Not just this uh, podcast, but the. Um, the week that we've got to spend together, the meals that it's we've been shared. Awesome. It's been It's been a wonderful time. As we sign out, um, and I, I it, it's not because of, we just don't get, we, I think the last time we sat down before this week was maybe 10 years ago uh, in Memphis. And so I don't know if we'll get to sit down like this ever again. Can I get you, uh, as we close out the episode, would you just impart some wisdom if you want to pray it or if you want to just say to the next generation and the generation after for posterity's sake we'll have it recorded here what would you tell uh the church to come i would say brother chester and again i'm honored and blessed to see you after all these years and to be here uh one of the one of the problems i think that we our generation has the upcoming generations not only because of the troubles in our world but it's a frustrating time. There are so many obstacles Amen. and purpose or things to be dis- become discouraged about uh, and throw up your hands. I would say, don't do it. Don't throw up your hands. I would say, be faithful in what you're doing. Amen. Even if it seems like you're spinning your wheels, keep spinning. Because if you're in the will of God, it is going to work out. What great advice. Thank you so much, Brother Walls, and we are we are so again honored. We're going. We'll get back with you some more information, and I think if I can pull up some Amazon links, I'm going to post in the show description today. You just one click away, you can you can have this wisdom and this knowledge that was shared on this podcast. And just we were just scratching the surface. You could plumb the depths of of these resources that we've mentioned today that Brother Walls has produced. Uh, it will change your life. It will change your church. We'll make sure to get that up for you, Brother Walls. Thank you again, and thank you to all my listeners out there. God bless. 
Thanks for listening to the Kenny Chester Podcast. Please consider sharing this episode with a friend, becoming a subscriber, and leaving a review. 